speaking of bees, they've probably mostly gone to ground now. It is finally, I think, cold enough that maybe the, the insects have said we've had enough. We'll find out now when we talk to Larry Weber, educator, author, and naturalist who joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac. Hi there, Larry. How are you today? I'm doing terrific. It's uh, quite a bit different than yesterday morning at this time. Uh, where I am standing outside, we're getting some light snow. Temperature is in the low 20s, uh, considerably cooler than what it was yesterday at this time. But yesterday at this time, we also had some rain and, of course, the wind. Quite a fabulous day of gales of November yesterday. Uh, the uh, precipitation, the, wind, the winds were so obvious, and I hope everybody got a chance to see the, the waves on Lake Superior, also quite a terrific. Uh, but the precipitation, was the number, <laughs> is also impressive. The weather service Service recorded yesterday uh, about two inches, almost two inches of precipitation. Uh, that may not sound like a lot, but when you compare it to two things, it is a lot. Number one, the entire normal precipitation for the entire month of November is only about two inches. Or to put it in other words, we didn't. If we never got any more precipitation the rest of the month, here we are on the 11th, and if we never got anything more the rest of the month, we would still be above normal for November. And the other thing that is uh, terrific if you compare it to, and that is October. It was yesterday's precipitation was more than twice what we got for the entire month of October. So we may be turning things around. Also, we had been slipping below normal for the entire year. Thanks to yesterday, we're now about an inch and a half above normal, and of course, where the year is starting to wind down. So we may end up very well being a little above normal precipitation for the whole year. What a phenomenal day that was yesterday. Uh, not the kind that we want to think of ourselves going out for a walk. However, I enjoyed a couple of uh, very good walks. I went out in the uh, afternoon when the temperature had re was still in the upper 30s, and uh, the light rain was oh, very little at that time. The hard rains had pretty well passed on. And I took a walk in the woods, and I noticed a couple of phenomenons that happen at this time on these kind of days that we probably tend to overlook. One of them is this. Uh, we have trees all over the Northland that have lichens on them. Lichens are tough. Lichens are going to be out there on the sides of the trees. They look like little patches of paint, kind of gray, kind of bluish, uh, greenish color, and they stay out there all winter. And winter tends to be very dry, and so it can be pretty tough on these lichens. Well, a day like yesterday, I think, is their, is their favorite days because, boy, did they absorb the moisture, and suddenly they were much more colorful, the bluish and green and so forth, as I was walking out there. Terrific thing to see. That will happen again if we get some rainy days. Usually in winter we don't get rainy days, but occasionally it happens. And when we do, the lichens are out there to absorb the moisture and they survive. They live for many years hanging onto the sides of the trees. That was one interesting phenomenon. Another interesting phenomenon is a kind of fungus, a jelly fungus. Jelly fungus are fairly common, but we don't see them much. And one of the reasons we don't see them was because when they're not in this jelly-like form, as I saw yesterday, they are pretty much dried up 
and they look like just something dead on the side of a branch. When we get a day like yesterday and there's plenty of precipitation, they will absorb the moisture like the lichens do, and they'll put forth this growth, and that's why they're called jelly fungus. And I found those yesterday. Yeah, Probably the best time, I think, to see jelly fungus is a rainy day in November, and that's exactly what we had. So pretty, pretty amazing time. Now we're undergoing some other changes. The temperature dropped during the night. This morning during my walk, I saw ice on a couple of places that did not have ice yesterday. Now, quite a switch. And from the forecast, it sounds like we're going to be seeing ice more now for the ne- the mornings in the next week or so. You could say this is the beginning of the freeze-up. We'll have to check to see if this is going to be a lasting ice cover, but it was really interesting to see ice at places that had no ice yesterday. And of course, November is a month of change. As we continue to go through the rest of the month, the bigger bodies of water will also start having ice. And then, of course, we have this uh, snow cover. The snow cover we have this morning, I don't think it's going to last, but who knows? We'll see what happens. It isn't that much of a snow cover, not like some places are getting. Nevertheless, this is a time of change, and uh, let's embrace it. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, there, there are still migrations going on this week. I saw a couple of uh, trumpeter swans two trumpeter swans that were in a lake that was the day before yesterday uh there are other swans besides the trumpeter swans the trumpeter swans maybe in recent years are the ones we hear from the most because they're very loud and they're big and many of them will nest in the immediate region however there are other swans called tundra swans that nest in the far north and during late fall they will migrate through here and sometimes in november we can see some huge flocks uh, tr- uh, tundra swans tend to be sw- smaller than trumpeter swans. However, they're often in bigger flocks. So if you see a big flock of white birds, it could very well be them. Of course, there could be others too, including things like snow geese. Uh, bald eagles and uh, red-tailed hawks seem to be the ones that are most commonly seen at Hawk Ridge if there is a chance to see any of them. You know, with some of the fog, it's hard to see any at all. Uh, rough-legged hawk, goshawk, golden eagle, sharp hawks has all been reported as well. And then there's a lot of small birds that are still migrating. I had uh, juncles at the bird feeder just uh, two days ago, and then I had uh, saw a tree sparrows this week, and I was walking. Snow bunchings have been showing up in the region, as well as uh, some pine grosbeaks and red poles. Those are ones that will probably be wintering with us, so it's good to be on the lookout for those. Other winter finches, purple finch, pine siskins, Goldfinches all possibly may be showing up as well. Uh, there's, there's, of course, there's the usual woodpeckers that winter with us. That's the downy woodpecker, hairy woodpecker, red belly woodpecker, and uh, pileated woodpecker. And they're obviously wintering with us, too. You know, we really appreciate some of these birds that will spend the winter with us, and they don't go away. I usually don't start my bird feeders till November, but the, the birds have definitely responded. Uh, in the world of mammals, I hear coyotes every night. That's usually the growth families. Flying squirrels get active on these nights in November. Deer have been active. Porcupine. We've had porcupines in the yard this week, and they've been active. Uh, I mentioned flying squirrel. Flying squirrel is a type of tree squirrel. 
squirrel, along with the gray squirrel and the uh, red squirrel, they live in the trees. Uh, flying squirrels are active at night. The other squirrels are active in the daytime. We also have a whole set of ground squirrels. The ground squirrels are ones that, yeah, they live up to the name. They live in places underground. And as the winter comes in, the tree squirrels remain active, but the ground squirrels don't. And probably the most obvious one we see is a chipmunk. Beavers, I saw those this week. Muskrat, they're all getting ready for winter. And then one that's kind of interesting, it has its, its adaptation is a little bit different for winter, and that's the snowshoe hare. Up until this point, they've had fur that has been pretty brown. Now in November, they start to change that. They start to shed that and have it replaced with white fur. Well, if we don't get a snow cover, that white fur, which is supposed to protect them in the snow, is going to actually make them stand out. And so that's one critter that's really glad to see snow moving in. Other things of note, I think we can pretty well say that the leaves have dropped from the trees. However, if you drive around a bit, you'll see some that still have leaves. This week I saw some uh, weeping willows that are still pretty covered with leaves as well as silver maple. Uh, lilac, which is a non-native uh, plant. And then, of course, buckthorn, which is also non-native. This is the time of year to really see uh, just how common the buckthorn is. We have a few trees, namely uh, some red oak, some sugar maple, and a lot of ironwood that keep their leaves all winter. They keep them, they, they're brown and they curl up and they dry, but they stay on the tree, which is, you know, if you are looking around and you see that, it doesn't mean anything is, a tree is sick or something like that. It just happens to be that those particular ones will keep the leaves on the trees. I have said before that the when, the when the leaves are off the trees, we have a chance to see all the mosses and the other green plants that are out there. And yeah, until we get a complete snow cover, yeah, there's still a lot to be seen. Once again, I think I think walking in the, the woods in November is just spectacular. I think it's a get out and take a look. And, you know, you don't have to be concerned about mosquitoes batting you. So, okay, take care. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you so much, Larry. You too. Take care. Back at Almanac here with Larry Weber on the North 103.3 FM. He is a naturalist and author, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac here on the North.